My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful! We have the right to peacefully assemble! The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Hey, welcome back. Yo, it was a good night. I slept well. <laughs> I knew we were going to be talking with and having CanCon on. Brian, let's go ahead and bring him on. We knew we were going to have him on, so I was all excited, couldn't get to sleep. See, Brian, just like, I, I was I was like, you know, Brian's got the beard of all beards. I thought my beard was good. No. <laughs> no. I got nothing on him. Welcome to the show, brother. What's up, man? So last last uh, on Wednesday last week, I had Apollo on my show, and he confessed that he was dreaming about me. So you <laughs> are having great night's sleep ahead of me coming on. Apollo's dreaming about me. Am I being sexualized on this program? Man, this feels really weird. I hey, mean, I, Dan, I did not mean to go anywhere. Now, Apollo likes to, Apollo likes to sexualize a lot of things, but uh, <laughs> what is that supposed yeah, that, to mean? Well, you're look at how you're grabbing your microphone. I mean, did you see that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. For everybody listening, I just want to be really clear. Apollo, we've had to send him to therapy several times. I don't know. Something must be top of mind for me. <laughs> <laughs> why, don't you circle, why don't you circle back to that after the show? Circle uh, what? <laughs> well, listen, we have we have lots and lots of stuff to talk about today. <laughs> I I could not. I just want to start off by telling you this: Dominion CEO John Polis is a fat freaking liar. They lie about Brian. Is it not true that he that there's whoo he assaulted reality violently in that interview? It's unbelievable. You'd have to be dumber than a box of rocks to believe anything this guy says. Sociopathic. Now I know why Coomer works with him. Now you know why they got injected with four hundred million dollars worth of uh, of uh, uh, direct offerings right before the election. They, yeah. they had to cover all this, all the legal fees that they're throwing these slap lawsuits around and all the, the bull crap that they're spewing all over the place. Uh, yeah, the, it's, it's all making sense now. I mean, that, that interview was atrocious. Do you think, here's a question for you. Do you think that they knew about Eric Coomer? Do you think that they had an idea about Eric Coomer? Because Dominion in august and september was telling employees to lock down their social media accounts inside and having someone from the outside meet with employees of dominion 
and telling them, hey, either stop talking about this or lock it down so nobody can see your social posts and your social media, get rid of your social media, so that we know that that was happening inside of Dominion right before the election. Do you think they knew that Coomer was a problem? They very well might have. I mean, you know, a lot of people have said this. Uh, we, when we talked about Connick, we said the same thing. All it takes is one person, and you can sway uh, an entire election jurisdiction, possibly even an entire state. Uh, and if you have somebody in at Dominion, you can sway the entire election anywhere where Dominion machines are used. And so, you know, there is there is that thought that maybe 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 Poulos it was actually ignorant to all this when it first went down. Um, you know, maybe maybe he didn't realize what was actually going to happen. And, and he went into panic mode. But I, you know, I don't know how things like, you know, outsourcing your, your coding to, to Serbia, to a foreign country. I, I don't know how stuff like that, you know, is you think that that's nothing's going to happen as a result of that. Uh, so it's, it's willful ignorance at best. Well, and I, I think we have to, we have to assume that that's what it is com- fully, right? We have to assume that that's what we're dealing with collectively, and, and, you know, as we start walking through this process of, you know, if, if he is, which I don't think he is, I think he's complicit. I th- you can look in his eyes on that 60 Minutes interview, and boy, whew, it, it, you can see the demon. I mean, in my opinion, you can see the demon, but I've seen that demon before. Um, I, I, how could he not know? I think they knew that he was on Antifa calls. I think he he knew he was engaged in Antifa behavior. I think they knew. There's there's something about about you know Coomer and all that stuff. Uh, going back to the Roberts Roberts building in in Toronto, you know where they're on the same floor. The only two companies on that floor is the Tides Foundation and Dominion. You know what kind of access does Tides Foundation have uh, through their through their uh, internet connectivity and all that stuff. I mean, they literally could have been piggybacking off of their internet the whole time doing whatever the hell they wanted to do. And Tides, of course, you know, being a, a, a George Soros open society, uh, Lord Malik Brown, all that stuff, you get it, all the conspiracies together. Um, and and they, they brought up all these conspiracies because they brought up a lot of the early stuff that they, that we, we've, we've, when I was listening to that interview, Joe, like all I could think about was it's like John Poulos doesn't want anybody to realize that the investigation into what happened in 2020 has evolved way beyond November of 2020. It's way beyond that now. We do have evidence. We do have state-provided evidence. We do have system log files and numbers that were never reconciled. And no, we don't have the, that that smoking gun yet, but the, that's because the smoking gun is the paper ballots, like he says in his own interview, that we can never get our hands on to validate anything. I was just surprised that they waited this long and like they rolled Pulos out and that's what they do. I mean, are you kidding me? Well, and inside the interview, what did they say? That the the conservative media news outlets news what they were saying was misinformation. Ugh, it's such BS. And then they they walk out a lawyer and say, this is the strongest defamation suit. I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me? The evidence is all over the country. Your machine... (laughs) Alex Halderman literally tells you that their machines are shit. The irony of him saying that that's the strongest defamation case they've ever seen on CNN that just paid out how many hundreds of millions of dollars to Nicholas Sandman? Yeah. For defamation? Well, it's 51 million. As well, well whatever. It was. Well, it was originally $250 million that he sued for. Right. And did they finally disclose how much it was? It was 51 no, million? No, but we, you know, they, they, 
juxtapose that it was around $51 million if they just did the math of what okay. it would have what it would have cost. But let's just jump into it, shall we? I mean, I, I want to go through the I want to go through this in uh, let, let's just start with it and we're going to we're going to play for the first uh, uh, Apollo, we're going to play the first minute 39 seconds. This is just the opening tee up of Crap Bag Anderson. Let's go. It was just days after the 2020 presidential election that lawyers supporting then President Donald Trump began spreading unsubstantiated claims that an American company, Dominion Voting Systems, had rigged the election. They said Dominion was backed by Venezuela and that its machines and software switched millions of votes from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. They never showed any evidence, but that didn't stop pro-Trump attorneys from making baseless claims or conservative news networks from giving them plenty of airtime. Dominion has filed eight lawsuits seeking more than $10 billion in damages against Fox News and other networks, corporations, and individuals. But Dominion CEO John Poulos has remained largely silent until now. We spoke with him about the lawsuits, the lies, and the irreparable damage he says they've caused to his company and his employees. The story will continue in a moment. People have been put into danger. Their families have been put into danger. There's Their one in the middle. Their lives have been upended. Right. And all because of lies. It was a very clear calculation that they knew there were lies and they were repeating them and endorsing them. It's important to you, people admit what they said was wrong. It's important to me. It's important to all the people whose families have been impacted by this. Anderson, my kids still are not allowed to get any package from the front door uh, until we verify that it's actually from a, from a trusted sender. You're that concerned about somebody sending something to your house? It's not unfounded concern. People have done that. People have done this. Uh, people are warning that they will continue to do this. For John Poulos and his company, the trouble began five days after the election when Fox Business host Maria Bartiromo brought up Dominion with attorney Sidney Powell. Sydney. Okay, let me let me break down the first part before you guys really quick. All right, now I want you to pay attention to the way Anderson says it because the lawsuits are going to fall on CNN. They are going to fall on MSNBC. They are going to fall on, fall on John Polos. I haven't even begun. I, and, and Brian, you know I'm doing this. You can see. I've told everyone. I'm building out all of the data collectively. And that data is going to lead to, I want the source code. I want the source code. You want to tell me that I, that I need to recant. Okay, give me the source code, asshole, because guess what? I know it's in the source code. I know that you're cheating. I, and, and frankly, we'll have the experts go through it. We've already proven it. Have we not proven it, Brian, that, that we have all of the smoke and we know where the gun's co smoke's coming from is coming from the source code. Have we yep. not? Yep. That's, that, I mean, that's pretty much what they're doing. You can see the smoke coming out of the barrel of the gun, but they have like a black box over the gun and they're like there's no gun here you can't see the gun you can see the handle you can see the the tip of the barrel but you can't see the actual guns so and that's the key to all of this professor clements when he was out in uh, uh georgia i did a story on gateway pundit about this he said you know there's a process to see the source code there's a process a legal process where you get you know lawyers for both sides they sign non-disclosure agreements they both look at it together they both go over it together if they say there's nothing there they both you know go their separate ways if there is something there they go to court you know and it's a process, and the fact that they're keeping it from us while asking for $10 billion in damages is mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Because, and, and pay attention to his words, though. 
unsubstantiated, that he separates it, unsubstantiated, then he says baseless claims, and then he separates the conversation and goes, and we know these lies. He does not want to put it together and call them lies because they're not lies. Because we have evidence everywhere. Yep. And, and it's getting and, worse and worse. And, and it is getting worse and worse. And now we have people in every jurisdiction and we have people that are, that are saying, look, the ACLU is suing a, a county in Nevada right now is suing a county in Nevada because they said we're not using these shitbag machines. I'm sorry I've cussed so much today. I'm so angry. You guys are going to hear it from me. And I'm, I'm going to apologize up front. I'm, I'm going to try to get it under control. But, but here's the thing. They're suing them because they say they want a hand count, and a hand count somewhere along the line is a diversion that causes them not to have equal freedom. Because they know. Mm. Look at look at look at the Torrance County thing that that Clements uh, just found out there in Torrance County, New Mexico. Granted, it's a small little county, but in 2022, the votes are up to 25 percent off from the hand counted ballots versus what the machines reported, and only in the Republican races. The Democrat races, they said, were pretty close, and they were run all through the same tabulators. Not only is it machine manipulation, it's biased machine manipulation. It's it's geared towards the Republican uh, ballots. It, it, is, it is designed to defraud them. It is de- designed to defraud the American people, and they are not stealing votes. They are stealing voices. They are stealing our voice, the very thing that gives us access in this country. And then John Polis comes out and says his kids can't go to the door and pick up a package. <laughs> Apollo, he can't say that this is unsubstantiated. And he says this is not unsubstantiated, right? Which he one? Said, what part? He said it's not unsubstantiated, correct? Am I right? He said it's the, that his claim of him actually putting and not letting his kids go pick up packages is not unsubstantiated because he's getting those threats. Right, Apollo, you, wa- you walked side by side with me for what, 16 months? Uh, yeah, more than that, yeah. I mean, you still do now, but literally in the capacity. Did I have people come to my house with guns? Yeah. Oh, Did yeah. they send powder to my house? Yeah. Did I have to have every package examined? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are times that we did that before. We were, like, peeling stuff open with knives out on your porch. I don't, I don't care what this guy says because he's lying. Because people like us, we don't do that. We don't att- we're, we're law-abiding people. We want our voice back. We don't give a crap if it's John Polis. And here's another thing that they said. He said... This is John Polis's company. That's not true. It is not true. He does not own that company. Does not. Well, again, you know, they can say all this about uh, about John Polis, and he okay. gets to he gets to act, you know, he gets to act like a martyr, like a victim. All the people, yourself, how many others get death threats? Get threatened? They have all these calls of violence. You had that that guy who just got beat up because he was wearing a. Uh, a Rubio shirt, but these people are literally stealing everything from us and killing us, and then they they, they act, you know, like they're surprised that people are upset, and not that not that that you should condone any of that stuff, but they're lying half the time, anyways. Half of this is completely bogus, and at the same time, if people are pissed off and they're threatening you, like what happened with Coomer, 
Well, if they think you stole the voice of the American people, which led to this regime that has now murdered millions of people and caused a, you know, such a complete destruction of everything in this nation. I mean, is it any wonder that we had the weaponization of the FBI like, you know, CanCon showed with Luna, any of this stuff? They don't have a choice. Because if people really, like, if they were men like there was during the revolution, this would have been over. I'm not going to get into detail, but, I mean, it, it's pretty simple. That's why they have to do all this bullshit. You know what? I, you know what I think is really funny is they're they're getting that they're getting so far out in front of this this election cycle because of what happened in 2020 after the fact. And I mean, Pulos has now made two public appearances. Obviously, this one uh, on Anderson Cooper on 60 Minutes, and Michigan. the other one. Yeah, well, well, the, no, no. The Michigan one was December 2020. He did um, the Georgia State Election Board a couple weeks ago, and the. The investigators that I was working with, they tried to present evidence, solid evidence of manipulation. They tried to present that. They gave him two minutes, but they gave Pulos 30-some-odd minutes to come in there. I think he got an hour, maybe, to come in there all the time he wanted and answer questions. And they screened the questions going to him. So, like, if you asked him too tough of a question, they would say, no, we're not going to ask him this. And they would go on to the next question. Um when is Pulos going to get in front of somebody that's going to ask him the tough questions instead of Ed McBroom, the rhino piece of dog do in Michigan or, or the state election board that's, that censored the evidence and gave them two minutes at the end and told them, be mindful of your time, and gave the CEO of the company that the evidence is against all the time in the world to make you feel warm and fuzzy. And then he comes on 60 Minutes with Anderson Cooper, the CIA Vanderbilt hack. Uh, I mean, this is just all insane. And people are sopping this up. They're like, look at this poor man. He's crying and he's got tears. The crocodile tears are pouring down when he talks about the threats of violence. and everything. Nobody's calling for violence. And you can solve this really, really freaking easy. Let us look at the ballots. Give us an honest hand count in Georgia. Not something that Philip Stark comes out and says, yeah, that was not a, a risk-limiting audit. That was not a hand count. That was, that was crap. They did this everywhere. They say, oh, the yep. mo he said this in the interview, the most, the most uh, scrutinized, the most X, Y, and Z. What? You, uh, you obfuscated every part of this. There were no recounts. There was no transparency. You haven't shown us the, the code. There you won't give us the logs. There were thousands of recounts. Thousands, yeah, thousands, counted, he said that. They only counted 100 ballots. Right, they only count 100 ballots out of millions, but that's a recount technically. So, yeah, thousands of recounts, Apollo. Get it right before you get slap lawsuited. So, so listen, uh, hey, bring it. Bring it because they'd have to sue us. Well, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. The I had a lawsuit, by the way, for what I said on this show. It got thrown out. Just happened. Got thrown out. And now I'm going after the attorney that slandered me in that deal. I'm going after him. And I love it. I love lawsuits. They're fun. Let's get into more of this. I, I want to go, go through more of his, of his uh, uh, diatribe. Let's hit Venezuela and the paper ballots. Uh, this idiot. Well, let's... Let's go through the tee-up of Sydney and Rudy first, yeah, can we? Sure. 139 to 248, let's go. ...brought up Dominion with attorney Sydney Powell. Sydney, we talked about the Dominion software. I know that there were voting irregularities. Tell me about that. That's to put it mildly. The computer glitches could not and should not have happened in... At, at all. Those, that is where the fraud took place, where they were flipping votes in the computer system or adding votes that did not exist. 
Sidney Powell was never able to show fraud, but she was repeatedly invited back on Fox networks, as was the president's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, who also wove a false narrative about Smartmatic, an election technology company which is now suing Giuliani, Fox News, and others. Smartmatic is a company that was formed by three Venezuelans who were very close to um, very close to the di dictator Chavez of uh, Venezuela, and it was formed in order to wow. fix elections. Uh, that's the that's the company that owns Dominion. Does Smartmatic own Dominion? No, we are we do have a relationship. We we are competitors. Were you associated with the late Hugo Chavez? Absolutely not. Do you use a Venezuelan company's software that's been used to steal election out of the countries? Absolutely not. Anderson, I can, I can cut all of this short. Uh, we, we were founded in Toronto, which is where my family was from, and, and there was nothing to do with Venezuela. Can you flip votes in the computer system? Can you add votes that did not exist? <laughs> Absolutely not. President Trump first mentioned Dominion in a tweet November 12th. <laughs> Recorded this video a few weeks later, <laughs> which was posted on Facebook. We have okay. a company that's very suspect. Dude, bro, I just, I, I want to, and I, I want to get really angry. I want everybody to pay attention to the fact that I, you have to share this. We do know that we're being uh, suppressed in certain areas. We also know everyone say hi to Eric. Say hi to Dominion. <laughs> Say hi to the lawyers. I Say hi to the little radical leftists that we're talking about. Yeah, we're going to walk door to door. We're going to take flash drives, walk door to door, and make people listen to this podcast. So I just want you to know it's coming. It is coming. Brian, tell, tell us about what he just said. Well, I, I love the part where he says, um, so you don't have any so Venezuelan software. And if he would have stopped right there, if he would have stopped right there, Pulos would have ha had to say, yes, we do. We, we, we license with Smartmatic. They're not just competitors. They're, 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 they're partners. They've, they've licensed together. I just sent you the uh, uh, Apollo in the chat. I just sent you Lord Malik Brown, one of the CEOs, well, the co-founder of, of Smartmatic, admitting this was back in 2015, I believe, admitting that they have an active live license with Dominion. Uh, but they qualify that. Did you, you, you caught that? Anderson Cooper says, you don't have any Venezuelan software that was used to steal elections. So you would have to prove he qualifies that question by saying that would steal elections. Pay and attention to the words. Point, exactly. Pay attention to the words. Because then Pulos can say, no, we don't. Now, whether or not Smartmatic was used to steal elections is, is arguable. Uh, I mean, you, you obviously had, uh, what's his name, Haider Garcia in the Philippines, that they accused him of stealing it. The, the Congress, uh, uh, what, what's his name, Toxin. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they've, they've been... How about Mongolia? We haven't even talked about that. We haven't even talked about Mongolia. And when Dominion machines came in, they knew there was something wrong, Right. And, and that's, that's, that's dating it all the way back to 2012, 2013, 2016, 2017. They, they, they knew. They knew. And the people were in an uproar. Everywhere the machines have been used, guys, listen to me. Here's truth. Everywhere the machines have been used, every single country has had an uproar of fraud in the elections. Every single country. Every single country. Venezuela, Mongolia, the Philippines. Let me keep going. Yep. I can. 
you know, I have, and I can't, for the life of me, I can't find this, Joe, and it drives me crazy because I've switched computers three times since, you know, the beginning of all this. But I had court documents, and, I, and I'll find it, and I'll say it publicly because I know 100% that I have these documents that, sh- that say there is an ongoing deal between Dominion and Smartmatic, and Smartmatic is actually, uh, they have to... Um, have permission from Dominion to even discuss the deal that they have. And it's, you know, in the, it was a bankruptcy claim, I believe, with Sequoia that I found this through court documents searching through there. Um, and, and there is a, a deal between the two, and it's, it's, it's not disclosable. It's, it's non-disclosable because of a deal that Dominion made Smartmatic sign. And okay. I know they're listening, so go ahead after me. I, I, I'll find it. I have it documented. Well, and I think that I probably have it in the documentum that we've been creating. But And we have a pin board, too, which just shows all the different connections between everyone and the Soros uh, funding. And, you know, he, he, may, he did say something else. I want you to pay attention to this. He goes, it was founded in Toronto where my family is. Did you hear that? So is he trying to say that this is owned by Polis? It's not owned by Polis. Not anymore, it's not. But they said it's his company. Pay attention to the words. Anderson Cooper's trying to act like this is John's company. It's not John's company. He's the CEO yep. of Dominion. My guess is, I don't know this for a fact yet, but I kind of do. The connections as far as to the CIA and some of the other underground things, the dark money environments. This is a real thing. When when you when I had when I had a CIA agent that was sitting in my with us right wasn't he Apollo sitting with us yeah that was a good dinner X, and he's talking about the connections that he knew existed between Dominion Voting Systems and the CIA come on <laughs> Apollo did, did that not happen did that oh, not happen oh, oh yeah that was a that was a very enlightening interview or, and, uh, meeting. and he, he flew out to meet with me and then by the way it was just with us. And then I get asked about it by a journalist we had this meeting with. And the only way they would have gotten that information is through who? The CIA. Either him or Stein. Right. The CIA. Because he wasn't talking about it. See, they, they, they always tell you what they are. Hey, Brian, do you want me to play some of that clip you sent over? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you want, because they they keep saying that they have no that they're not that they're competitors. He just said it. They're competitors with Smartmatic. No, they're not. They're licensees. Here, I'll start this. Still stretching that idea on credibility and integrity. You did unequivocally point out here that Smartmatic has never been a Venezuelan company. But correct me if I'm wrong. The chairman that had preceded you was a Venezuelan, yeah, yeah. and in fact, uh, allegedly, Smartmatic had ties with the late former president mm. of Venezuela, Hugo Chavez. Mm. Um, how do you explain all of that? Well. You know, I think the big word is allegedly uh, the former chairman who is still CEO, so still very involved in in, uh, the business, leads it, in fact, um, you know, was a resident of Florida when these systems were designed. The company has never been a Venezuelan company. Hugo Chavez has never had a single share in the company. Uh, And, you know, the fact that these allegations are thrown at it again goes to the fact that, you know, voting 
is one of the key things. The winners and losers of elections have huge amounts at stake and they'll throw mud uh, if they think it's going to kind of tip the thing their way. And therefore for us, the issue is to retain the trust of the actual voter, the citizen. And I think we do by all accounts, and the Veritas poll out in the last few days is just further confirmation of that, we succeed in doing that. And I think you probably know, I mean, Comelec itself, the, the election body here, you know, its own standing and confidence in it has gone up dramatically since it adopted, adopted Smartmatic's automatic systems. All right, Mark, let me play devil's advocate here, okay? The question on people's minds, mm. why is Smartmatic even still here in the Philippines? After um, reports that it had violated provisions of the election automated law, uh, number one, for example, that it was never supposed to be allowed to bid in the 2010 elections uh, because it did not actually own the software, Dominion voting systems own the software. Plus the difficulty hmm. um, which Smartmatic had to put the Comelec through uh, just in order to access the source code. Issues <laughs> like that. Your thoughts? People say we should not be subjected to Smartmatic again this time around. Well, look, I think that's competitors who say that. Um, you know, the fact is, yes, part of our technology is licensed from Dominion, but you tell me a large technology company which isn't using, in part, licenses uh, from, from other companies, and we have a license for the international use of... of <laughs> okay, listen, let me just put it out there for everyone. The CEO of Dominion is a liar, Show me a technology company that doesn't use other technology companies. I can show you one, the one that I founded 10 years ago. It doesn't. We built all of our own, all of our own AI, all of our own machine learning, all of our own neural networks that run in parallel, all of our own data collection systems, our database infrastructure, all of it is done. Even our logins are done, are done through what? Yep, what we own. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. Yeah. Go ahead, Joe. I, you know, go ahead, Brian. Sorry. 
Well, one of the other things that irks me about all this is, you know, they, they say there that uh, Smartmatic is not a Venezuelan company. It was formed by Antonio Mujica, which is a Venezuelan national. He's a Venezuelan, you know, resident. Haider Garcia is an executive there that was that was Venezuelan, uh, although he claims he was born in the United States, but he was educated, went to school and college and everything like that in, in Venezuela. To, to, to be owned by a Venezuelan in Venezuela and all that stuff, and then say, oh, well, we have an office in Boca Raton, Florida, so therefore we're not a Venezuelan company. Same thing with Dominion. You know, now they say, well, we're actually a an American-based company because we have a headquarters in Denver. Yeah, but you were started in Toronto, Canada. Uh, and, and look, as, as close as the United States is with Canada, it's still a foreign country. It is still, a, you know, not an adversary, it's an ally, but it's still a foreign country. And with all the influence that we see from China uh, in, in, into Canada, look at FIPA, the Foreign Investment Protection Act, that essentially allows China to do whatever they want in Canada to protect their investments in Canada. You look at that, and then you look at, like I said, who they share the building with, the Robertson Building in, in Toronto, with the Tides Foundation on the same floors, and the only two, the only two companies on that floor, at least back in 2020. And you just can't help but wonder, you know, after the 2020 election, what happens with uh, with Lord Malik Brown, the guy we just saw in that? He gets promoted to the president of the Open Society Foundation, George Soros. They're they're I mean they're they're cronies, they're best friends, and to think that there's no influence from George Soros on all of this stuff, I mean, come on, guys, we're not stupid. Okay, no, no, no. Let's let's get into further. Let's go further into this. If we put up a one, this is I'm gonna just I'm gonna we're gonna hit it right here. Claim is Dominion Voting Systems one of the most widely used election technology firms in the United States is owned by the company Smartmatic through an intermediary company called Indra. AP's assessment is false. Both Dominion and Smartmatic have released statements saying no ownership relationship exists between the two competing firms. Well, that Lord Malik just blew that to pieces. Indra. Sistemas, a, a <laughs> Spanish company, told the Associated Press in an email that has never developed any project or had a commercial, contractual, or corporate relationship with either firm. Again, they use their words very um, carefully, but let's get right into the let's get right into the patents if we can. Um, Sydney was correct in saying that Eric Coomer currently holds six patents in our election systems. They are uh, systems and methods for transaction ballot processing and ballot auditing ballot image processing systems and method for voting machines, systems for configuring voting machines, docking devices for voting machines, warehouse support and asset tracking of voting machines, ballot level security features for optical scan voting machine capable of ballot image processing, secure ballot printing and ballot layout authentication and verification, ballot adjudication in voting systems utilizing ballot images, ballot adjudication in voting system utilizing ballot images. And on two of these patents, he has co-inventor listed as Federico Arneo. Those patents are patent number 8876002. So that was a system for configuring voting machines, docking devices for voting machines, warehouse support, and asset tracking of voting machines. Impacting, and and uh, patent 8714450. Now, as we break down this, for the 6002, you'll see this was in November 4th, 2014. It was filed in 2011 and it was granted. You'll have Larry Korb, Josh Mallets, Federico, Federico Arneo, and Eric Coomer are the first listed inventors of this. And, um, and, and I, wanna, I wanna kinda walk through this if I can. 
and this is where it starts to, and some people are going to be able to understand this, some aren't. A system and device facilitate the storage and tracking of warehoused voting machines, a system including a host computer, a plurality of voting machines that are connected via a network to the host computer, each voting machine having one or both of a wireless communication device and a data port that is coupled to the host computer. The system also includes an election and voting machine preparation portion, including in the host computer to manage and or control the connected voting machines. The election and voting machine preparation portion is configured to manage the status of the voting machine is configured to instruct the voting machines to run self-tests. It is configured to receive results of the self-test back to the connected voting machines. And it's configured to prepare a program that connected voting machines with an election ballot. Okay? Before we get into the, the next one, can you please tell me who Federico Arneo is, Brian? I don't know who Fred, Federico Arneo is. He's a Venezuelan. He's a Venezuelan. Sounds like it. Arneo worked at Dominion, Sequoia, and Smartmatic beginning in 2005. Interesting, his experience at Dominion ended just six months after he and Coomer filed their patent application. Also, when he started with Smartmatic, he was a, in Venezuela, and when he went to school, in, and he went to school in Venezuela. Here's the, here's the LinkedIn for our Frederico. Frederico. And you'll see that he worked for architecture design, implementing many UI components for various products, as well as a multi-module, multi-threaded desktop application UI focused on getting a clean separation of layers, high performance with a solid user experience, complied with U.S. federal requirements for the election industry. And then he was a usability architect for Sequoia. Now, keep in mind, he worked with Sequoia and Smartmatic. You can kind of see that if you go to Smartmatic, he was with them from November 2005 to October of 2007. He was with Sequoia from November 2007 till September 2010. If you remember our friend Chris York, you remember him? Oh, yeah. Chris York came on this show before anyone had gotten into the machines and talked about scrubbing um, files, log files which they did in Mesa, which they did in uh, Maricopa, which they did in Georgia, right? Which they did in Michigan. It's all systematic. And what did he say that they were bragging about on a call? <laughs> about being able to flip votes. Yeah. <laughs> They're bragging about it. And, and he worked there, and they wanted him to lie, and he wouldn't lie, and that's why he lost his job. Well, you know what I find is interesting? So apparently Arneo lives in Toronto now. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, you notice, that, so this first patent, November 4th, 2014, the second one that you mentioned earlier, the 1468 for transactional ballot processing and ballot auditing. Yep. You notice that there's no assignee on this patent? Back from, you know, filed in 2011. Right. Granted in 2012. The first one is assigned to Dominion. The second one has no assignee. Hmm. Hmm. So who's using it? All three of them? First listed? All of them? All of them? Damn. I mean, it's you, you have to get into the middle of it and start realizing that it is a very, very deep swamp that we're dealing with. But let's go back to Polis' interview. 
if we can. I think it's important that we break down even more of what he has to say. Um, and, and by the way, we do have an article that Ash wrote way back in September, September of 2021. This is the ultimate gaslight. What do Eric? Um, so that's what, the article that all of these came from. She wrote about this and, de and archived all of this, you know, last year. Yeah. So we, we should put that out there so people can actually read it. But it's a great article. Yeah, we'll share that article that she wrote because it literally details all of this. And I think it's important for people to understand because the, you know, there, there's too many things for everyone to understand the history, listening to it, listening to it in a forum like this. Yeah. So, so let's, um, yeah. And it also has me an interview. Hey, watched Antifa destroyed Denver all over summer long it has the smear in action. The, the fabrication, uh, fabricated Eric Coomer's role in election fraud. And this is uh, goes through all the things that we're able to uncover in what I came forward with, and the fact that I had that I wasn't just some guy, and they had no no idea. They, I'm a system architect expert. I've assisted how many how many different groups across the country. Yes, that can happen. This is where you need to look. This is where it is. This is where you need to find it. Let's go back to his. Let's go back to his interview though. And Brian, I'll let you get the next word on what what it is we're going to discuss here. You want me to keep going from that point? Yeah. Its name is Dominion. With the turn of a dial or the change of a chip, you can press a button for Trump and the vote goes to Biden. What kind of a system is this? We have to go to paper. Maybe it takes longer. But the only secure system is paper. Why not just have paper ballots? We do have paper ballots. What the machines do is they count those paper ballots uh, in a way that makes it very easy for people to verify after the fact through the means of audits and recounts. Dominion makes two types of machines. One is called a ballot marker. It's a touchscreen device that a voter can use to mark their choices and then print the ballot. The second machine is a scanner that reads that paper ballot, counts the vote, and immediately stores the ballot securely. A voter takes a paper ballot They've made their marks, however they make their marks, depending on the jurisdiction. As they deposit it into the ballot box, it goes through a digital scanner and then drops into the ballot box. So how do you hack a paper ballot? With our system... He showed us how it works. This is the scanner that sits atop a locked and sealed ballot box. This is how they cast their ballot. Goes through a scanner, and now we have an image of the ballot that we just cast, and we have the paper ballot that is used for recounts. John Pulo says it was watching the presidential recounts in Florida in 2000 with those arguments over hanging chads that got him interested in improving how paper ballots were marked and counted. He was an engineer working at a startup in Silicon Valley and began looking at ways to make it easier to recount paper ballots and to help people with disabilities vote without assistance. Our goal was to allow any voter to make their marks on a paper ballot in a very clear unambiguous way, um, regardless of physical ability. John Poulos is Canadian and founded Dominion in 2002. He remains its chief executive, though it was acquired by an American investment group in 2018. Dominion is based in Denver. Do you ever think to yourself, I got into this to help paraplegics and blind people vote more easily <laughs> and look what happened? Uh, I think about it all the time. Piece of garbage. Good, Brian. 
Oh, pick, so pick this before, apart. This is going to be dude, easy. Before we even get started in that, you got to go back to the screen where they're looking with the magnifying glass. Can you go, can you go back to that? Yeah. <laughs> Just put that up. In 2000, with those arguments over hanging chads, that got Stop him. it there. One scene. Huh? One more scene? Oh, yeah, go one. back just to the last to the last picture with the three people. Hold Almost on. there. Almost there. I'll tell there you. We go. Okay, you can stop right there. All right. Well, keep going for one more second. Keep going for one more second. The next the next scene. Right there. All right, stop. Who's that there on the right? Mark Fincham. No. 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 <laughs> Are you serious? Yep. That is the guy with the coup d'etat. That's, uh, that's uh, Yeah, the coup! Yeah. We've never done it in the United States. We've fixed elections across the globe, but we've never done it in the United States. And who was sitting we right there? We just that like a month ago. Guys, are you not paying attention to this? If you're, if you're paying attention to this, that is John Bolton. Down in Florida with the hanging Chad deal. In 2000. Yep, right here in my home, my home county of Broward County. Here's a guy. We planned a coup, just not here. I mean, this is scary <laughs> stuff. Why would CNN put that? Again, this is because they, they know. They know we know. They, they wave it in your face, dude. They wave it in your face. Like, hey, guys, look. Hey, there's John Bolton. Remember when he was on? I, I think it might have been. Was it Anderson Cooper or Jake Tapper? I think it was Jake Tapper. Yeah, I think it was it Jake, was Jake Tapper. Tapper. Where he said, and Jake Tapper's like, wait, wait, what did you just say? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we, we never did that in the United States, though. It never, we, it's not easy to fix an election. Trust me, I know, I've done it. As, and now you're watching him in the most controversial election in U.S. history, other than 2020, you know, prior to 2020, the most controversial election, the one that gave us these machines, and there's John Bolton. And they wave it right in our face. You don't think their editor went through and was like, I mean, Anderson Cooper's a CNN guy. He has to know that's John Bolton. He's a CIA guy, too. He, he has to know that's John Bolton. He has to know what he did with the CIA. And he has to know that that's not the right picture to put up when you're trying to convey uh, election integrity and security in the election. They do it to mock you. <laughs> well, let's talk about right, smart. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it it gets more and more evident, more and more clear the the, the further you get into this, because Polish just keeps lying, and some of the next lies are going to get more pronounced. Go ahead and play. Let's play a little bit more of it. I was watching the presidential recounts in yeah, Florida in 2000, and to help people with disabilities vote without assistance. Our goal was to allow any voter make their though it was acquired by an American investment group in 2018. Stop for a second. What's Dominion. the American investment co company? You don't have to take it down. What's the American investment company? Staple Street Capital. Hmm. That's interesting. Who, who owns who, them? We have no freaking clue. Who invests in them? Vanguard? BlackRock? UBS Securities? UBS? But you don't have to divulge it because let's also talk about the fact that Dominion has now offices in some of the most shady places across the country. Why, if you're an election company, would you be hiding in different areas? Why would you be signing and setting up new companies, shell companies all over the country, which they're doing right now? Aren't they in Barbados? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Is based in Denver. Do you ever think to yourself, I got into this to help paraplegics and blind people vote more easily? And look what that happened. 
Uh, I think about it all the time. Dominion is one of three companies that make most of the voting systems in America. In the 2020 presidential election, their machines were in 28 states, red states and blue. On election day in a precinct, are your machines hooked up to the internet? No, not by, not by any stretch. We go <laughs> through a number of uh, why did certifications, they edit that? government certifications. <laughs> why did they question. edit that? Go back and do it and again. And why, why does he come back in with like his eyes in the same direction? Almost like they're like, dude, you can't say that. I need you to look up here and we're going to splice that in. Because it's not go, the same. It's not the same. It's not the same clip. I've watched this over and over again. It's not the same clip. Go back a little bit, if you would, please. And their machines were in 28 states, red states and blue. On election day in a precinct, are your machines hooked up to the internet? No, not by not by any stretch. We go through a number of uh, certifications. Go back, certifications go back just a little bit. Systems in America. On election day in a precinct, are your machines hooked up to the internet? No, not by not by any stretch. We go through a number of uh, certifications, government certifications. Oh, they split, and the first splice one is that, that whole thing level. together. So both yep. standards mandate that elections such as ours are designed to work in a closed system, air-gapped, no internet. In all the major swing states of 2020, okay, stop there it for are a paper ballots. Brian, is any of that true? No, I mean, to, to, from what we found, absolutely not. I, there is absolutely internet connectivity. Um, the, the the case going on right now in Fulton, Pennsylvania, is has has found internet connectivity on the machines. It's not only has it found that; it's also found a script that's not supposed to be there. It's also found connectivity from Canada, SQL uh, Montreal, database. SQL databases. Um, I mean, I have I have video of somebody that found a chip on the ground. At, in Michigan, they found the chip on the ground, and they're like, "Hey, what's this chip right here?" And they're like, "Oh, thank God you found that. That's that's what goes in our machines to allow us to connect to the internet." And they're like, "Oh, and it's just laying here on the floor, chain of custody, no, nothing like that." A, 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 an observer picked it up off the floor, and they're like, "Oh, thank God you found that. We would have been lost without it." I mean, come on, really? Uh, the, the 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 cellular chip that's going to go in the machine to connect to the internet, and it's just lying on the floor for any Joe schmo to come in there and see it. Okay, so let me ask you the question then, Brian. They said that they do do paper ballots. They go into a locked box. So then if that's true, then how did ballots show up at 2 o'clock in the morning to be counted? Why did they stop counting? Why did they lie and say that there was a, a pipe that burst that ended up being a leaky toilet? Why did they send home everyone in every state systematically, but only the people that are radical leftists stayed to count? And why did they put them through the machines two, three, four, five times? Why, why, why did they, after they got all the votes in, did we see on the average, I mean, if you looked at it, somewhere around another 18 to 19 million ballots that were, that were counted, ta tabulated on the, on the fourth? How does that happen? Why is it that in Floyd County, Georgia, they deleted the system log files for the election day event? They gave me, personally, me, like, this is coming to me. This isn't somebody telling me they got this. This is me personally asking questions of the lawyers of Floyd County saying, where are the November 3rd? Sorry, this is all we have. Okay, so you have the early in-person voting. You have the November 24th recount, machine recount, but you don't have the November 3rd election day event. That you, Joe, you're, you're a computer guy. Can you have system log files for like half a day and then you're missing like three weeks and then all of a sudden you have more log files that show up? No, you have to manually go in there and delete that. I, I, as far as I know, you have to manually go in there and delete that. 
why are we missing ballot images from the original machine count in Fulton County, Georgia? Why are we missing the Shaw files for for over what is that? I think it's like over one hundred and seventy thousand ballots in Fulton County, Georgia. The Shaw hash validation to to ensure that the ballot images weren't tampered with. You, there's just so much crap that's missing and that they're not giving us. And the only remedy to it is to actually look at the physical paper ballots like Pulo says. But the problem with a place like Georgia is that the vote is on a QR code for one. For two, when you have a machine that's printing your ballot instead of us manually you know, filling it in with a pen, the problem with that is that th these kids, J. Alex Halderman students in Michigan wrote, either wrote or discovered uh, a malware, you know, a virus that can literally change the vote on the ballot so you can fill it in for you press the button for trump and it's supposed to print trump and when it does it switches it and it can do this with mail-in ballots it can do this on the bmds it can do it on anything and it does it faster than it scans so you have no idea now here's the key to all of this j alex halderman says and he did a study this is in this is in curling v raffensperger and he did a study you know it's 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 not you know he did it up in michigan in this study, he found that about 6% of people look at their ballot to validate their ballot. And they look at it for, I think he says, three to five seconds. So 6% of people, okay, they're only flipping about 2 or 3% of ballots. So 6% of people have to find 2 or 3%. So what happens? When you do find this, what do you do? You go to your, uh, your poll manager, your poll worker, and you say, hey, this isn't how I voted. You need to fix this. And so what do they do? They say, oh, you know, something must have happened. We don't know. You must have hit the wrong button. Here, take this ballot and try again. We'll, we'll, we'll rip that one up, cancel it out, boom, and no problem. And so now what happens with the poll managers? You're only getting maybe two of these. Two people that come up to you and they're, they're like, I got a problem. And you're like, that's only two people. We had a thousand people vote here. That's no problem. But remember, only six people are checking. And of those six people, only 2% of the ballots may be tampered with, assuming. You know, we're speculating here, assuming that something happened, only 6% of people would catch it. So when poll managers are like, yeah, we had two people that said their vote flipped. We don't know what happened. We, we gave them a provisional. They voted. Everything's fine. That's the problem. Well, I mean, we, we know, we, we ab look, we absolutely 150,000% we know. We know that what they've done is illegal. We know that what they've done in the machines is illegal. We know they can be connected to the internet. We heard Eric Coomer even talking about it on a video that they're working with Verizon. He said it, that there are chips on the board. And, and you do not need, you absolutely 100% do not need, you don't need a bunch of people that are complicit in this. You just need one person in an election machine that goes across multiple states. That's all you have to have in order to steal elections. That's it. For those of you that are on Facebook, really quick, I want to put this out there. Facebook is throttling us and not showing that anybody is watching the show. So if you'll just do me a favor, everyone that's on Facebook will hit the share button. Uh, we're doing this. Uh, we actually oh, have they the just blocked it. What's that? Uh, I just put. I just sent you the message. Uh, live video blocked. I just got a notice. It looks like your live video may contain music, audio, or video that belongs to someone else. This broadcast is no longer discoverable by other users. If you stay live, no new viewers will be able to see your stream. I guess we said Dominion too many times. And what did we use uh, that was belonged to somebody else? What did we use? We were doing we were doing CNN a fair use. 
we're your doing, own we're, thoughts. We're doing a fair use, and this is where you get into Dominion having their their teeth into uh, tech companies, where you have the Black Rocks of the world. We have almost seventy five thousand people watching this broadcast right now, right? I mean, from Frank's speech all the way across the board, and Facebook is now telling us that we can't actually broadcast. You can't broadcast on Facebook. Why? Why can't you broadcast on Facebook? Quick, Dominion guys, switch over to Rumble. Uh, I mean, th this is what we're up against. We're up against a fraud so big. They don't want to talk about truth. They don't want to talk about truth. They want to try and suppress the truth and lie on 60 Minutes. Let's keep going through this, this interview. I think it's important we get through it. We're going to go over a little bit today, guys. Um, but I think it's important we go over. Before we do, I want to put this up there. Go to, go to MyPillow and, and go buy a ton of stuff for Christmas. Save up to 66%. Use CD21. If you don't want to use CD21, uh, Brian, what's your code? Uh, mine's CanCon, C-A-N-N-C-O-N. Yeah, you can also use CanCon, C-A-N-N-C-O-N. Use CanCon as well. Go up, save 66%. You can also get the sheets at twenty nine ninety eight as well if you use CanCon, C-A-N-N-C-O-N, or you use CD21. You pick, or just split your order and do it with both. That works, too. One real quick before we yeah, move on from the Dell. internet. Yeah. yeah, support Mike Lindell. He deserves yeah. it. Uh, just remember, the this is from Jenna Griswold because they now issue guidance on how to you know check to make sure that the voting machines are not connected to the Internet and to check that they haven't reconnected themselves to the Internet. Because uh, remember, w what year did they put this out? 2022. Not 2019? <laughs> not 2019? No. Not 2020? June 2022? This is where they're going to try and cheat. This is why we're watching ballot boxes everywhere. We have, Brian, you're not going to believe this, but we had uh, somebody that was in a vehicle, and there was somebody walking around looking inside of cars, and we have them literally looking inside of the car that the camera was on. <laughs> she turns around, puts the camera up, she's like, this guy literally is trying to find someone to video in this, the ballot box. We're just hiding. Looks in, can't see anything in the car. There's a camera set up on a tripod. Must have missed it. Just <laughs> <laughs> it right at the ballot box. And she sent me the video. She goes, do you, do you want to play this now? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want to do that because they might remember it. So let's, let's not do that. But they're, they're actually out there trying to figure out how they can cheat and where they can cheat. They're covering up license plates. They're trying to fill ballot boxes, steal ballots. The USPS is complicit in the behavior. I'm going to tell you right now, the United States Postal Service is a bunch of lefty union crap bags. Do not put your ballot back in the mail. Matter of fact, go on election day and vote. Take that ballot. Go vote on election day in every state. Um, I want to play a little bit more of this uh, now that we know that Facebook is throttling it. And I know that they're just hating us right now because they can't do anything to Frank's speech. <laughs> I love Frank's speech. I love Mike Lindell. I get to go see him tomorrow. I'm going to go put, uh, we're going to start a new live stream on Facebook and just play like on loop that video of the USPS workers going over and over and dropping off all the mail and ballots. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. They're, tr they're literally trying to do everything they can to get it taken down. They're getting really upset. Oh, what? Yeah. And it's freezing on rumble now too. Imagine that. Is it really? Yeah. Heart attacks, man. This is unbelievable, isn't it? And and here's the thing: is that it, it? People are waking up to this, and there's like, we got to stop them from talking. Let's play a little bit more of this video, and then we'll get into the more of the lies. Not only are there paper ballots, 
um, that make up the official record, those paper ballots have been hand counted and audited over a thousand, well, a thousand times, times. That, on just the 2020 election. <laughs> Is that true? I mean, if you count like risk limiting audits where they they pick like the predetermined batches and all that, I get, dude, it's true, but it's wildly inaccurate. Wildly inaccurate. Name one place. I mean, I mean, Garland Favrito has been has spent probably hundreds of thousands of dollars in Georgia yeah. trying to do a hand recount, and he doesn't even want the well. He does want the physical paper ballots now, but originally he just wanted high resolution photos of the ballots, and they wouldn't even give him that. But and, but let's talk about this. The only hand recount that they did, <laughs> the only hand recount that they did. Back. The, the only hand recount that they actually did found that it flipped votes in the primary. That's the only hand recount. Guys, listen. The other hand recounts, like they did, they, they, did a, they did a recount in Arizona. Every ballot box, every single ballot box, except for the ones they set aside for the, for the audit, were what, Brian? It opened. Not sealed. Right. They were Ballots open. thrown from, from 30 different precincts into one box. Is that even possible, Brian? Nope. Now it's I mean, we have, test, we, have test, we have testimony that said that, that they weren't even done counting ballots when they picked the boxes to do the risk-limiting audit. They weren't even done counting. And those are the ones that are highly suspect. I've, I've always said this, and this is, again, put on your tinfoil hat. This is just speculation. But I've always said this, that Maricopa was the give-me because it's a... Huge, huge county. It would take forever to do, so it's a long time to kick the can down the road. And the printer of the ballots is in their backyard. It's in their backyard. When the people in of Arizona mail their ballots back after they vote and they mail it back, they think, think it's going to Maricopa County. It's not. It went to Runbeck. It went to their office and stayed in their facility until Maricopa County was ready to come pick it up. What happened with those ballots when they were storing it? The company that's donated historically to Democrats, exclusively and historically, to Act Blue, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, uh, the Runbeck family, Kevin Runbeck. You can look up his, his, his voting. I, I think all along that Maricopa was like a gimme. You know? And then you got the, the Clint, Hickman, Clint Hickman egg farm that burned down, the chickens. And the firefighters that disappeared from that, we yeah, we're going down a conspiracy theory. Here. No, let's let's find out what the Arizona audit did find though. Thousands of duplicate yes. ballots with no serial numbers in the ballot boxes. Eleven thousand three hundred twenty-six votes from voters who are not on the voter rolls as of November seventh. Ballots cast on non-voter secure paper, allowing them to bleed and reject. Thirty-nine eighty-one votes from voters registered with violation of Supreme Court law. Seventy-four thousand more mail-in votes received and counted than were actually mailed. A breach of the public server and evidence of unauthorized excess. As a reminder, the presidential vote margin for all of Arizona, not just Maricopa, is 10,457 votes, but there is no evidence of fraud. Yep. And what it happened? It doesn't even. Go ahead, sorry. Dude, that doesn't even cover the, the query bomb to delete all the logins, so we didn't know when they did the audit, so they didn't know who logged in. That doesn't include the fact that Pro V went and got to get their, their grimy paws all over that before. Uh, before you know, Cyber Ninjas did the audit. And by the way, there's no record of Maricopa County paying Pro V&V for their service. There's, there's a record of SLI compliance, but there's no record of Pro V&V. What did they do when they went in there? Were they the ones that you know, did the query bomb and deleted all these logins? Who knows? Who knows? But it's, it's funny that, that Pro V&V seems to always be the, the testers, conflict of interest, 
they're, they always seem to be ahead of anything that's going on. They did the same thing in Georgia when they thought that Garland's case might actually win. Pro-VMV came in and did an audit there and audited like five or six counties. And there'll be more coming out on that soon. So, so Jenna Griswold said in June of 2021, my office just issued rules prohibiting sham election audits in the state of Colorado. We will not risk the state's election security nor perpetrate the big lie. Frauds have no place in Colorado. Basically saying they're not going to allow audits to happen. What? And you, here's what you need to happen. No, it happened in the primaries. Every single top line candidate, except for the ones that were told to remain silent about election fraud, lost in the primary to a person that had 400, Tina Peters, right? Lost by 40%, ready? Lost by, sorry, 30% margin to a person that had 500 likes on Twitter, 500. No social platform at all, no name recognition other than the big boob woman that was on Baywatch, zero. Worked for CTCL, worked for Mark Zuckerberg, perpetrating and defrauding the American people. And now that is the Republican whose whole family, by the way, is radical leftist, whole family. But Pam Anderson, Pam Anderson is a Republican, a conservative. Was the was was county clerk and recorder in Jefferson County. I, I You can't make this up. Uh, Joe, like, what, what are they doing in Colorado, man? Like, what, what are the people doing out there? I, I don't, oh, I don't know Colorado like that, but... Like, I, I wouldn't have been able to take that. Like, that would have been – if Pam Anderson if, – if, if, if Tina Peters lost like that in the general election, I would have said okay. But to look at a Republican primary and say that Tina Peters, who is arguably the Republican most, primary. Re, Republican yeah. primary. Re Tina Peters was probably the most – one of the most popular uh, statewide candidates in the country. Right. In the country. Yeah. And, and she loses to the to the one of the most scrutinized organizations in the Republican Party. OK, if you if you put them all together, yes, CTCL, the Democrats probably still love Zuckerberg and CTCL. But the Republican Party, absolutely not. It's like it's like persona non grata, man. Like you don't you don't it, it, it was it dude. They don't even hide it. Like putting John Bolton in the CNN, the 60 minutes piece. They don't even hide it. All these people won. They didn't even campaign. They didn't even try. All right. Look, there's... she didn't even go to the, she didn't even go to the uh, to the um, uh, assembly. Nope. She got in on on signatures. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next, and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. God bless America.